0: What more can be said about George Lucas's wonderful, groundbreaking movie, Star Wars? Who knows, but there are plenty of great anecdotes and facts about its making. I'm Stephen Archibald and welcome to my movie podcast. Hello to your good self, and welcome to my podcast, They Came From Within, Cult Movie Reviews. A force to be reckoned with, Star Wars 1977. The cinema blockbuster had truly arrived in 1975, with Steven Spielberg's Jaws. A couple of years later, it would be eclipsed by his buddy George Lucas's movie, Star Wars also known as Star Wars Episode IV, A New Hope. The tale of a young farm boy who'd link up with a Jedi Master, as well as a cocky smuggler and his gigantic Hursuit companion, in order to save a beautiful princess and the universe itself from the Galactic Empire and its ultimate weapon, the Death Star. In the early 1970s, George Lucas had wanted to make a colour, big screen version of the legendary Flash Gordon. Despite being supported by his friend Francis Ford Coppola, he failed to secure the rights. George then decided to make his own variation on Alex Raymond's much-loved sci-fi creation. In 1973, he started working on a script which would become Star Wars. Lucas's first attempt at a science fiction movie was the sombre THX 1138, which starred the excellent Robert Duvall and was released in 1971. George was determined that his next stab at the genre would be more rousing, more adventurous. Lucas's screenplay went through many changes between 1973 and 1976. In fact, it wasn't finalised until the March of 1976, the month in which shooting began on the movie itself. During various stages of the script's development, the Luke Skywalker character was either going to be a girl a 60 year old man or a dwarf, and Han Solo was going to be an alien or a black human being. It said black actors were auditioned for the part at one stage, including a dashing gentleman named Billy D. Williams, who of course would play Landau Calrissian in the next two Star Wars films as well as in The Rise of Skywalker in 2019. Like most other fans of the saga, I can't imagine anyone else but Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford in the key roles. But as with any other movie project, it could have been very different. Mark Hamill only went to audition for the part of Luke Skywalker after It was suggested to him by his roommate at the time. That person was Robert Englund, who'd failed to secure the part. A decade later, he'd find fame anyway, playing Freddy Krueger in the Nightmare movies. Mark Hamill's casting session was rather intriguing. George Lucas and Brian De Palma were holding joint auditions. It looked like the choice for Luke Skywalker was between Hamill and another blonde actor called William Cat, As we know, Mark won out. As for William Cat, well, De Palma picked him to play the unfortunate Tommy Ross in his big screen adaptation of Stephen King's Carrie. Strangely enough, Sissy Spacek was among the actresses who auditioned for the part of Princess Leia. She may not have bagged it, but Brian De Palma also nabbed her for the title role in Carrie. This was the period in which David Cronenberg wanted Sissy to star in his movie Rabid. It is said that Farrah Fawcett, Meryl Streep, Amy Irving and Jodie Foster were among those considered for the part of Princess Leia Organa. Jodie Foster was a very strong contender, but she opted out. She wanted to honor her Disney contract for making Freaky Friday. Anyhow, had Jodie been cast, the role would have changed completely. For one thing, there would have been no romantic complications for the character, seeing as Jodie would have been around 13 years old when shooting began on the film. As for Amy Irving, well, like Cat and Miss Spacek, she also wound up in Carrie. Sticking with her namesake, Carrie Fisher was just 19 years old, when she started playing the coveted role. As for Harrison Ford, he wasn't even supposed to be part of this movie. George Lucas wanted there to be no known stars in the main roles, and seeing as Ford was in Lucas's American Graffiti, he was originally excluded. However, Harrison was given the task of reading Han Solo's lines, whilst other actors were being screen tested. It soon became very clear that Ford was ideal for the role. And now, onto the movies, literally larger than life characters. There aren't many actors around of giant stature. Even so, the amiable Englishman, David Prowse, and Peter Mayhew were found. Prowse was a bodybuilder who would pop up in the odd movie or TV show, as well as being the Green Cross Code Man and the Gentle Giant. Peter Mayhew, was a healthcare assistant at Mayday Hospital in Croydon, Surrey. Each man was asked what type of role they'd like to play. Peter wanted to be a good guy, and David a villain. Naturally, Mayhew became Chewbacca, and Prowse Darth Vader. David wasn't happy with having his voice dubbed, but his soft Bristolian accent wouldn't have worked. And besides, James Earl Jones' majestic, booming voice proved perfect. George Lucas had first considered using Orson Wells' vocal skills, but then felt his voice was just too well known. Incidentally, it's been said that Prowse and Jones never crossed paths. The wonderful Peter Cushing played Grand Moff Tarkin. Carrie Fisher liked the amiable actor so much she felt uncomfortable having to be antagonistic towards him on screen. George Lucas had wanted Christopher Lee for the role of Tarkin, but he declined, whereas he had Peter Cushing down as one of the actors to be considered to play Obi-Wan Kenobi. Before the part went to the great Alec Guinness. The marvellous Christopher Lee would eventually join the franchise in the movies Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, portraying Count Dooku. Star Wars won six Oscars for editing, costume design, visual effects, sound, art direction, and of course for best original score. John Williams' music for this movie was placed at number one on the AFI's Hundred Years of Film Scores, which was drawn up in 2005. It also won him a BAFTA and a Golden Globe. And after Stanley Kubrick's A Clockwork Orange, this was the second science fiction movie to receive an Oscar nomination for Best Picture. And David Prowse appeared in both of them. Sadly, making Star Wars was a very stressful experience for George Lucas. At one stage, he even got diagnosed with hypertension and exhaustion. But as we know, it was all very much worth it in the end. The movie received its official release on Wednesday, the 25th of May, 1977. And the rest, as they say, is history. Thank you very much for listening to They Came From Within, Cult Movie Reviews. My name is Stephen Ochbold, and you can find all of my episodes from most podcast hosts. And you can even follow me if you like. May the force always be with you, and goodbye for now.